Welcome into Ezra and Cotter Sports Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Ori Ezra. And I'm Justin Cotter. And it's the MLB World Series tonight. It's game three. The series is all tied up one to one. So we got Bueller on the mound for the Dodgers, Morton for the Rays. What are you thinking about this game? Um, you know, this one's like super tough to pick because right now there's just two absolute beasts on the mound in Bueller and Morton. But I think the Dodgers are just too good. I think their offense and Mookie Betts, I think he's going to have a good game tonight, Bellinger probably. But it really depends who's going to come out tonight. And, you know, you might see like a 2-1 ball game. You never know, but I think it'll still be the Dodgers. Yeah, I think it's really tough because every single game I'm like, with the Dodgers, you know, the Dodgers offense, they can just explode and put up, you know, 15 runs like they did against the Braves. Or – you know, like you said, it could be an absolute pitcher's duel. You know, Bueller uh, below two ERA and Morton below one ERA. So we'll have to see for tonight. So who do you think is going to win the series? Um, I think it would be really depend on tonight's winner. I think I think whoever wins tonight, I think, will win the series. Because then Blake Snell and Clayton Kershaw are going to have to pitch on short rest for whatever – reason to try and finish this out for whichever one. So I think – and I think the Dodgers are better equipped for that to back up Clayton Kershaw. So Dodgers. Yeah, I think in the long run, you got – I mean, everyone's favoring the Dodgers. It's just the Rays and those pitchers. It's like one after another. You know, you got Glasnow and you got, you know, your Fairbanks and all those guys coming out of the pen who are literally throwing heat. Like, they can all touch 100. I mean – even as, like, Dodgers hitters, like your Bellingers and, you know, your Seegers, you can't you can't catch up to that, especially with the dirty curveballs and everything that they're throwing. So that'll be really interesting. All right, so now we're going to move on to the NFL. It is week seven. But first, there's some free agent signings from our Ravens. So Yannick Ngakwe, the Maryland product, and then a surprising Des Bryant. So, starting with either one of them, what do you think about the signings? I've always wanted Gannett just because, you know, obviously he's a Maryland player, but I'm just not a fan of Matt Judon. I think we needed a better pass rusher, so I'm glad that they went out and got Yannick Ngakwe. He is, you know, he, I think he has four or five sacks and, like, two forced fumbles this year, which will fit perfectly for the Ravens' lead because right now the team is just all about forcing fumbles for some reason. Um, I, th- I honestly think that uh, I think everybody's hyping up the dead signing a little too much, to be honest. Yeah, so that'll be like really interesting because obviously in his prime, he was you know the guy, he was you know a top three receiver in the league, but we'll have to see if he's washed or not. Yeah, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know how that'll work because you know he could be just slow, slow as anything, but. Who knows? I mean, it's a, it's definitely a high, it's definitely super low risk, so it's not, it can't hurt them. But I just think it's getting way too much hype. Like the Ravens just traded and got Amari Cooper or something. Yeah, I was, I was about to say. So you think the Ravens should go out and make you know more pushes, more splashes for some offensive talent? I mean, like honestly, the problem with the Ravens is like I honestly, Marquise Brown just cannot be a number one wide receiver. The Ravens, like, need a number one wide receiver, and they just never, ever get one. Like, the last one I can remember, he wasn't even, like, he was 
I, he wasn't number one receiver, but he's not like he wasn't insane. Was Anquan Bolton, but he had a crazy playoff with the Ravens. But yeah. he was good, and he was at like the tail end of his career. We need like someone in the prime. Exactly. I'm talking about some young dude who's actually like you know like six three, big body. I don't know, just something. The Ravens need a number one receiver. They just have nobody that they can go to like on offense. Like you got to expect like. Willie Sneed and uh, you know Miles Boykin out there to somehow like, expect to get open these big game situations, and there's there's they're average, they're average. Yeah, I feel like without having those receivers, it's gonna like kind of add to the stigma of you know the Ravens are you know can only rush, they can't move it downfield. So we'll have to see about that. So moving on from the Ravens, we move on to their rivals, who are five and zero. And then the Titans, who are also 5-0, and this game got postponed earlier in the year due to COVID. So with the first game of the Sunday slate, Steelers at Titans, what do you think about this one? See, this, is, this week's going to be tough because every game, is, I think, will be close, at least for the majority, and especially this one. But I think the Titans went here. But I think the Titans' offense, I think Derrick Henry is a big game. Um, I think the Steelers just actually lost a linebacker last week for the year. Uh, yeah, Devin Bush, maybe. Yeah, he's done. So that's a huge loss for them. But I think the Titans' offense is just really good. So and I don't really know about the Steelers' offense that well. I don't. I don't know if they played anybody like too big time, but I know they put up a lot of points about a week, a week or two ago. I think they put up like thirty something. We're gonna have to see how this game goes because we're gonna have to see, you know, who's really a fluke. You know, the, the Steelers. Like you said, maybe not the toughest schedule. You know, close game against the Texans a few weeks ago. Um, you know, coming back. And then the Titans, they've pretty much stomped the team since they came back. You know, they played the Bills and everyone thought, oh, the Bills are going to come in and, you know, to Tennessee and do their business and, and handle them. And they really didn't. The Titans have shown that through Derrick Henry, they can really do anything they want to. Um, but I'm going to take the Titans on this game. I do see it being a close game, maybe a, maybe a defensive game because I don't think the Steelers' offense is going to be able to you know come up to the task uh, in Tennessee. So next we got the two and four Cowboys with Andy Dalton against the Washington Football Team. What do you think about this one? Um, I think I think I'm going to go. I think. The Washington football team is probably the underdog in this game, and I don't know why. Just two terrible teams. But I I don't know. I feel like the Washington football team should just beat the Cowboys. I, the Cowboys are just terrible. I, I don't know. Like, they're all, Andy Dalton's just back there. My, apparently, they got a lot of a lot going on. Apparently, a lot of players were speaking out this week against the, the uh, coaching staff. So, they got turmoil in the locker room right now. The Washington football team just sucks, too. Um, but honestly, I'm not, I'm not even with them. I'm going to go play football. Yeah, I was actually thinking the same thing. Like, why couldn't they win? Why couldn't, you know, Washington go out there and beat the Cowboys, who really have stunk up the season so far? I mean, obviously the Cowboys are missing their starting quarterback. But Andy Dalton really looked bad against the Cardinals last week. And the Cardinals, they have a good defense, but they're not even, like, one of the premier – you know, when you think of, like – a a premier defense. It's really not the Cardinals. Um, and they, the Cowboys couldn't get anything going, even with their offensive weapons. So I think the Washington football team just 
does enough to sneak out with the win. It's depressing too because CD CD Lamb and Amari Cooper are just gonna rot there on that team. Yeah, it's just like a waste yeah. of talent. Yeah, it's they're just so good, dude. Next up with the uh, four and two Buffalo Bills at the Owen Six Jets. So the Jets are a real stinker. You gotta think that the Bills are just gonna stomp them. Don't see us being close at all. I think Josh Allen. We we saw last week how he can, you know, do it with his arm, but also with his feet. You know, I don't see why he couldn't have over 50 rushing yards and a couple touchdowns, you know, just being six foot six and running over the Jets defense who, that is just so depleted. You know, Joe Flacco hasn't been able to do really anything and really no one else is helping him out. Yeah, thank God I got Josh Allen on my fantasy team because he's actually about to have an insane game. The Jets, <laughs> the Jets are easily getting Trevor Lawrence this year, and if they don't, if for some reason they go out there and win a game, I think you're doing a disservice to your to your organization. At this point, you just try and lose every game possible. There's no point. You guys need a good quarterback. But the Bills are probably going to put up 35, probably 38 points. I think it'll be like 38 to like – honestly, probably 17. I can see the Jets getting some garbage time touchdowns, I think. Yeah, the Bills might hit the over on their side alone. <laughs> yeah, that's a, easily. I think that's a big over. Over, not the overlock of the week, but I mean, I think the spread was like two touchdowns. I think it's always tough to bet against like a two touchdown spread, just handing a team two touchdowns. But um, I don't, I don't think you can cover two touchdowns any, though. But eh, yeah, you can actually. The, the Jets are that bad. I, they're gonna they're gonna win by like three touchdowns. Next, we have uh, three and three Panthers at. Three and two Saints. This one is going to be interesting as well. You know, the Saints, they've been kind of up and down. We really haven't seen the the true Drew Brees this season. You know, it's been those five-yard passes. um, And really, it's Kamara that's driving that offense. And for the Panthers, you know, Teddy Bridgewater has really shown that he can be a starter in the NFL. And it's weird because they've seemed to have done better without McCaffrey, which is insane, you know, to be 500 right now going into week seven, I, I'd say that's really success for the Panthers, but I think the Saints pulled this one out in the Superdome. See, I, I hyped up the Saints – or not the Saints, the Panthers a lot before the season started. I mean, Robert Anderson is having a crazy year on the Panthers, so he's, be, he's a beast. He's being a dog. But, I mean, they got DJ Moore – I think I think Michael Thomas is out on Sunday though. Yeah. I, I think they should still actually yeah, you're right. I think the Saints should still win the game, but I actually think it'll be by like a field goal maybe. And into our next game, the Packers who lost last week in a really disappointing game against the Texans, who are one and five, showed a little promise last week. What do you think about this one? I'm surprised that the spread is only three and a half for the Packers. I I think I think the Packers' offense is really good, and the Texas defense sucks. So, and the Texans are just okay. I mean, they're making a lot of good strides after they fired Bill O'Brien. But I don't know. I think if you, I think you can. I think the Packers win. I think they will cover three and a half. This could be like one of the shocking games of the week. I was saying, you know, there's always that one, one or two games that you're like, what? That team did that. So maybe we see the Texans, you know, Deshaun Watson absolutely go off against that Packers defense. 
um, who last week was really susceptible um, to, you know, hitting their quarterbacks and exposing them, really. Uh, but but I got the Packers in this game. But, you know, maybe watch out. In the next game, we got the 4-2 and two Browns against the Bengals. What do you think? I think this is going to be a really high-scoring game. I think, I think you know, it's going to be an AFC North game. Browns should win this game with their D-line, with how beat up the Bengals and bad their D-line is. Miles Garrett should have a good day. But um, Joe Mixon is out as well, so that's going to be tough for the Bengals. But, you know, Joe Burrow shows you can go out there and throw for 300-plus a game. So, I don't know. You could put up a lot of yards and a lot of points, but I think the Browns should win this one. But I think the overheads. Yeah, if I'm Joe Burrow, I'm like, come on, man. I can't get a break because he's just gotten beaten up every single game, and it's not going to get much easier, you know, with the Browns' defense coming at you. But the Bengals last week, they showed – against the Colts, they were up, I think, by three touchdowns or something crazy like that against, you know, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, but I think the Browns win this one. I Like like you said, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, but, yeah, the Browns win. Dude, going off what you're saying about Joe Burrow, it kind of feels like these rookie quarterbacks, the ones that get drafted early in the draft who are bad – bad teams, most of them are going through the same exact issue, and that is having no O-line and no wide receivers. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Like, he's absolutely getting pummeled every single play. Yeah, it sucks. Every team, like, all these bad teams just don't even care. They've been insane. Like, the Jets had a crazy amount of cap space and just did not utilize it well to help the team, and they just made bad signings. No, it's, it's like you're asking for your quarterback to be hurt when he's getting hit every single time. Even when he's getting rushed, like, let the guy have some space to throw. Next, we have the two and three lines at the one and five of Falcons. So, I actually think this is going to be one of the better games of the slate. You know, the Falcons, obviously, a big disappointment this season. And the Lions, if they spurred off a couple games, you know, they have an easy schedule coming up. They, they could be kind of in the hunt, you know, when we see that graphic around – Thanksgiving where it's like they're one game out or two games out. I think that's where the Lions will be. But for this game in specific, I think it's going to be high scoring. You know, Matt Stafford has really shown this season, uh, you know, just who he can be hitting his receivers. And for the Falcons, they're always an offensive threat every single game. So if Matt Ryan can, you know, put up those 300-yard games and, and just keep the offense going, we'll see what happens. But I'm taking – the Lions to win, actually. I think this is going to be, you know, kind of a surprise game, but I think they get it done. Uh, see, I was kind of on the opposite end. I, th- I think I think Matt Ryan's going to love having Julio back because Calvin Ridley is obviously – he's shown that he could be a wide receiver one without Julio, but now you basically have two wide receiver ones on your team when Julio comes back, you know. I think that's just – I think those guys are just crazy good. I love their lineup. But, uh, you know, I think it would be a really high score game again but I think the Falcons are able to pull this one out. Yeah, I think it's going to be like a back-and-forth game, and it's all going to be depending on, you know, if the Lions can stop the Falcons maybe, you know, a couple drives and take advantage and, and get their players down the field and score. Uh, if the Lions can't stop the Falcons' offense, it's not going to happen. But, you know, I'm kind of betting on them too. I don't know why, but I, have, I just have a feeling. So next we got the 4-2 and two Buccaneers against the 3-2 and two Raiders. The first game of the four o'clock slate. It's weird because I think the Raiders have a really good team. You know, they've shown they can go out there and beat the Chiefs. 
But also, I also the Raiders to me feels like a team that could go out there and and just put up maybe like thirteen points a game too. I don't know why that team just feel they're just so inconsistent. They have such a good team with Josh Jacobs and uh, their car is having a good year with Darren Waller. But the Buccaneers, oof, if they get a B, they got a lot of weapons and they're starting to. I think they're all starting to click now because they're starting to put up a lot of points. But I think the Buccaneers won this one probably by. Seven to ten. Yeah, the Buccaneers' offense is really, really scary, and and also their defense. Really, they have it on both sides. So if you know the offense can drive down the field, and then you know the Raiders' offense is slacking, it's not going to be a good day for the Raiders because you know the players like Levante David and you know all those guys are just going to be all over them, you know, pressuring Derek Carr. But I'm I'm going to take the Bucks to win on this one. So next we got the one and five Jaguars against the kind of surprising, in my opinion, one and four Chargers. They really played better than that. It's come down to like the last seconds in their games. I'm I actually Justin Herbert's a beast. I actually think he's going to be really good. He's a, I think he's just such a good quarterback. I don't know why. Watching him play last week, I think he's going to be really good in a couple of years. Honestly, he's really good now. His percentages are really high. Looks good on his throws. I honestly think they'll beat the Jaguars pretty well, like double digits for this game. I, I'm not really sold on Minshew Mania anymore. He's just not as good. But they don't really – the Jaguars just still obviously aren't good. But I think the Chargers, their 1-4 record doesn't explain them. No, I think it was definitely a fluke uh, week one when the Jags beat the Colts. And since then, it just hasn't been good. But I think this is the game that the Chargers finally break through, you know, show what the offense can do. Um, the Jaguars aren't going to be able to stop, you know, Herbert, who has shown that he can toss for 300 yards consistently. And he really – there was no step from college to the NFL that I've seen. I mean, he's – if you just look at him, you could say he's been playing for five years and no one really debate you. Next up, we have the 3-3 three and three 49ers at the 2-3 and three Patriots. So, for this game, you know, the Niners come in – off that win against the Rams, I really thought the Rams were going to win. But, you know, it was because the week before, I think it was week, must have been week five, you know, the Eagles who were so depleted and, you know, Fulgham goes out and has, has a day and Garoppolo gets benched at halftime. Um, I really wasn't sold on the Niners. And then they go out and beat the Rams last week. And I'm like, whoa, maybe they are something. Um, but they're coming into Foxborough. This is all going to be on Cam. Cam is going to be the defining factor in this game. He needs to get back to – I mean, it's whatever Bill Belichick wants to run because, you know, we've seen games where Cam runs for, like, I don't know, say 60-plus, and then the next game he'll have, you know, 40 passing attempts. So it's all what um, Bill Belichick wants to run, but I think the success to the game and if the Patriots are going to win, it's going to be on the game plan and really what kind of style – Bill wants to run. Yeah, um, I don't know. See, the, the 49ers are just so depleted on defense and on offense. But Jimmy Garoppolo came back and looked really good last week. You know, but Cam just came out and last week after being this, the COVID positive case on this team and just didn't didn't look good. I don't know. I just I think the 49ers are winning this too. Like I don't think it's close. You know, the only thing like. Last week, they the Broncos scored six field goals. So, I guess that's – I mean, that is a really big win for the Patriots. But that also means 
that they let him get into, you know, their territory six times and I'm sure more. Um, but if they can hold the 49ers to field goals and the Patriots on offense can do a little something, maybe they can pull it out. This has been a crazy year, especially with all the injuries, but I'm glad they're not playing in that life. That's the only good thing. That life, that, that would just be injury central right there. <laughs> um, next up, we have the 5-1 Chiefs at the 2-3 Broncos. Yeah, I think the Chiefs come into this game and they win, but they, you know, stomp them. There's really not else, like anything else to say. I don't think the Broncos really had the fight in them. Even though they did beat the Patriots last week, it was a really low-scoring game. I, and this game is going to be high-scoring only from the Chiefs. So I think the Chiefs win. The Broncos just really aren't able to figure it out right now, I think. It's just kind of – it kind of sucks, too, because I thought the Broncos were going to be very good. The Chiefs are just going to be the Chiefs. And is Le'Veon – is he available this week? I think so, I yeah. I don't think he's going to have a big impact, but I definitely think they're going to – he's probably just going to be cra- have some crazy year for no reason. Yeah, Chiefs probably by two touchdowns this game, I think. All right, and for our next game, it's Sunday Night Football, a really good game. It got moved, I think, yesterday, um, and a really good decision, I think. You know, the Battle of the Birds, you could say, 5-0 and Seahawks and 4-2 and Cardinals. What do you think about this? You know, Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf would be coming probably like one of the top, I would say top wide receiver duos and wide receiver QB duos in the league probably. They're up there, I think. I think they got to go. But uh, every week they're going out there and doing crazy things, putting up Russell Wilson's – they had a crazy stat about how many uh, comebacks Russell Wilson has had, like game-winning drives, and I just can't remember it right now. But anytime you have Russell Wilson, you're probably going to win the game. He is just a crazy quarterback, and he's so consistent too. He throws a, such a nice beat ball to, to DK Metcalf. But the Cardinals are like surprisingly like above average – well, not surprisingly, they got D hop, but I think it would be I think it would be a high scoring game. But I feel still think the Seahawks win. Yeah, the thing about D hop, they didn't even really use him last week. He had that one, you know, big catch, but I think he had two receptions, and still the Cardinals' offense was absolutely rolling. I think it was Christian Kirk who had two touchdowns last week. But on Sunday Night Football, it seems like every single game the Seahawks play. Number one, it's high scoring, and number two, you know. Actually, three things. Number two, you know, it, it comes down to, like, a field goal every single time or, like, that game-winning touchdown. And then number three, it's always Russell Wilson time, like you said, who will just drive them down the field. And there's really no doubt in anyone's mind that he can't do that. Um, but for the Cardinals, we saw last week against the Cowboys that they could be a legit team, even though the Cowboys' defense is trash. But Kyler's, you know, he's already grown as a quarterback after just one year in the NFL, and he's really explosive. Cardinals are at home. I think the Seahawks pull this one out, but look for this one to be high scoring and a close game. We got Monday Night Football, the 5-1 and one Bears, which I think is one of the more shocking teams in the NFL, and the 4-2 and two Rams. Yeah, same. I, I, after losing Todd Gurley, I kind of thought they were just going to like – I don't know. He, he didn't have a crazy year last year, but I think it was just good for them uh, to maybe get rid of him because he was kind of just hurt all the time. And he just wasn't that same player he was his rookie year. But the Bears also being 5-1 I think is also a little surprising. You know, Nick Foles playing well. 
They still have Allen Robinson, and apparently they've been dangling him at the trade deadline. But why would you trade Allen Robinson when you're five and one? Like you got legitimate playoff hopes, especially with the expanded playoffs. But I think the Rams, especially being at home, are able to pull this out. You feel like all the Bears, like no one talks about the Bears at all. Like they're kind of, I guess you could say a sleeper team at five and one, but you could call them a sleeper team because they're just not fun to watch, in my opinion. Um, I wouldn't, you know, sit down and want to watch the Bears. They just don't have, you know, the big names and their games are pretty low scoring. Um, I think the Rams are going to win this one maybe by, you know, 10 points. The Bears defense is still pretty good. But I think Jared Goff, you know, at home at SoFi Stadium, you know, pulls out this one. Well, that's it for us today from Ari Ezra. And I'm Justin Cotter. And this is Ezra and Cotter Sports Talk.